Let's go to Israel. Hillel Fold joined us a couple of weeks ago. His brother Ari murdered by Palestinians about five years ago. Now Hillel has become a huge voice in the state of Israel just outside Jerusalem on this Wednesday morning. Good morning, Hillel. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm great. I was um, humbled when you and uh, Judah Honigman actually contacted me and said, so Hillel enjoyed his appearance on your show last week so much, and he was shocked to see how popular you were. <laughs> you actually did that say that, true. yes? A ton of people. ton. In Israel or back in the States? I mean, the Internet is global. I got a ton of feedback on you know, just from friends around the world. Wow, that's awesome. Well, listen, I, re- I really want your opinion because you're in Israel. You're a huge voice for Israel. And your brother, again, and I'm so sorry to say this, was murdered by Palestinians a couple of years ago. And you carried the torch in brilliant fashion. The hostage release, I, I had somebody on yesterday, Judah, in fact, who doesn't like it. He wants to continue to bomb these people, kill these people, basically at the cost of anything. Then I had Siggy Flicker on, and she said, look, Israelis value each and every life so much. We'll give them a 1,000 soldiers. We don't care. We want our people home. How does Hillel Fogg feel about this? First of all, like most things in life, there's nuance here. And, you know, black and white is not real life. That's number one. Number two, uh, let's not forget the personal aspect here. I can't pretend that the the, uh, nightmare that I've, um, you know, of Ari's murder getting out has not been in my head for the past 24 hours. Uh, thankfully, he's not on the list, but, you know, that's, that adds a whole different level of complexity in terms of just emotional, you know, well-being. Um, but the truth is, you know, there is nuance. In other words, I feel strongly that we're making a bad move from a strategic perspective and that we're incentivizing them to, you know, kidnap more people. And we're giving them a feeling of victory. So that eats at me. And, it, you know, it's horrible. On the other hand, we are a compassionate nation who values life, you know, above everything. We need to understand when, when we say we, we value life above everything, you know, anyone who knows Anything about Judaism knows that Torah is our book of, of life. This is how we live life. And almost everything in the Torah, almost everything in the Torah is canceled to save a life. It's, it's the most important value in Judaism. And so if we could save one life, then, yeah, we need to do what we need to do. It's, it's as hard as it might be. And so the thought of having 50 or even 100 hostages come back to their family and to the embrace of their you know, brothers and sisters and parents and grandparents – you know, just just the, the morale that it will cause, you know, in the country and how we, we finally feel like, you know, we're achieving something. I think, you know, it's, it's a deal that we have to we have to agree to as, as hard as it may be. But I think you made a really good point, which is they kind of win. I mean, they did this for that reason. They, I mean, some of it was selfish. They took young girls to rape them and have fun. And I'm terrified to see how some of these young girls will look like when they come home and what they've been through. I don't even want to hear about it. But most of it was strategic. Let's take these hostages so somewhere down the road we can stop the war, we can get our people out, we can pause it. So if you really think about it that way, well, yes, every life is important. If it was my child, believe me, Hillel, I'd be at the front of the line celebrating. From a war standpoint, don't they win today? Right. So, so again, we have to separate between emotions and you know strategy, emotionally, of course. I mean, I see the celebrations and it eats at me, you know, from the inside. It, it's horrible. But is that is that the way to, you know, to manage a war based on what our enemies will feel and how they will feel about it? I don't think that's the way to run a war. And so we need to do what's right. Uh, and what's right for us is to bring our people back. I mean, you know, when, when the government was voting for it last night and, and several parties announced that they were not going to support it, all that I could think of was, 
these families, these poor families, what, what is the government going to tell them? I'm sorry, we had the chance to bring your loved one back and we didn't do it. How, how do you tell a family that? So it's, listen, I, well, you know, all I can say is thank God. Well, I'm well how, how you tell a family that uh, is what America is, does too. I mean, I hate to tell you this, but I remember uh, Kayla Miller. She was a young, beautiful American girl who was kidnapped by ISIS. One of these animals actually made her his American wife and raped her every day. And my friend Stephen um, Solowitz, who was also uh, taken, his mother Shirley talks to me still to this day, Sutloff, I should say. And both of those families reached out to Barack Obama and said, we'll give them money, we'll do whatever it takes, we want our kids home. And Obama said, and I quote, we do not negotiate with hostages, with um, terrorists, I should say. Now, we lied because they made that awful Bo Bergdahl deal down the road, but there are governments who just draw the line at negotiating with terrorists, and the question becomes, what does 236 people mean when you're talking about thousands and thousands out there to kill us in this war? Well, first of all, it's important to mention that Barack Obama doesn't negotiate with terrorists. He just hands he just hands them billions of dollars with no negotiation. So good for him. But uh, the reality is, you know, I want to believe that Israel has the ability to act once we do release these these prisoners. Uh, and if you know any of these, and I'm sure many of them will return to terror, we'll do what we need to do. And we have the you know intelligence, we have the ability, and that will happen. So I do I do kind of. You know, a, a little bit take comfort in that. Uh, oh, well, yeah, but, but, but according to what I'm reading, these are not going to be the guys, the terrorists that they're letting out. These are going to be women and children, Palestinian women and children. At least that's what we're reporting here in the United States. Let me uh, let, let me just, if I may, correct you there. Uh, your your premise, if I may, is a little bit. Uh, I don't know, mistaken in that you're assuming that Palestinian women and children are not murderers and terrorists. I, I need to remind you that Ari's terrorist was 16 years old. I agree. So we yeah. have women and children in the Palestinian, you know, uh, uh, you know, society that are full blown terrorists and murderers. And the truth is, from what I've read, that we're not letting out, you know, actual murderers uh, who have blood on their hands. But we are letting out several people who tried to have blood on their hands. So it's not ideal. But again, we need to bring our people back. We can't. You know, as, as hard as it is to see them celebrating, and it, it is hard. It eats at me, I'm telling you. But, uh, you know, you just got to do what's right, and you need to ignore, you know, how they feel. And they, 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 they lie to their people. Oh, yeah, they didn't, the, the IDF didn't achieve anything militarily. Give me a break. We completely took over Gaza. It's, it's ridiculous. These people lie when they breathe. They, they open their mouth, <laughs> they lie. So, you know, it is what it is. We've got to do what's right. What is uh, the morale like there in Israel? You know, tomorrow, of course, here in America, where you live, you live in New Jersey, uh, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. I don't think you guys celebrate Thanksgiving in Israel. Maybe you do. I don't know. But what is the morale like now, uh, six, seven weeks later, the possibility of hostages coming home? Or do you feel like it's different? Or do you feel like Israelis are just as angry today as they were on 10-7? So it's, it's a very complicated thing. I mean, on the one hand, we're, we're you know, more unified than we've ever been. Uh, on the other hand, you know, I don't think anyone uh, thinks this is an easy deal to strike. I think we're all torn. Um, and so but we're in it together. That's the difference. I think, you know, just a few months ago, there was an unbelievable divide in, in Israeli society. Now we're unified, uh, you know, stronger than ever. And so, yeah, we're going through this together. It's hard. It's, you know, it's tough. And it's not something that you know, most nations or countries have to deal with, but at least, you know, we're in it together. So I, I do think, you know, there's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of mourning, but I do think there's cautious optimism that uh, we know what we need to do. We know we're going to do it. We're going to win this war. 
Gaza and Hamas will be no more the way it was. It won't be a situation where Gaza you know, is right up to our border and they're accumulating sophisticated weapons from Iran day in, day out. That is not a reality that's going to return. The, the status quo is over. And so that gives us a, you know, a reason to hope and to be optimistic. Uh, and I just hope and pray that the government you know, keeps their word. And as soon as this deal is over, we you know, go straight back into doing what we need to do, which is obliterating Hamas from this earth. Uh, and anything less than that, as far as I'm concerned, you know, is some, is, is lost. Agreed. Hillel Fold, if you're in Israel right now looking to start up a business, call my friend Hillel Fold today, the brother of Hiro Ari Fold. And I don't know about you, but, you know, when I hear that uh, the Israelis and the Americans are negotiating with the leader of Hamas, I don't get it. Like, whoever that guy is, why is he alive why is he negotiating? I know he's probably hidden away somewhere in Qatar or one of these countries. But what do you mean negotiating with Hamas? we got to kill every one of them. We killed the number two. Why not kill the number one? So, uh, you know, Sid, i gotta, I got to, if I may for one second, uh, put on my observant Jew hat and say that, you know, if we look at this entire war, in fact, if we look at the state of Israel through a human logical lens, we're going to lose our minds because none of it makes any sense. You know, they talk of occupation. We haven't been in Gaza since, in, you know, 2005. There's no occupation. It's one big lie. And so if we look at this from a human perspective and a logical perspective, we're going to lose our minds. So we need to, at least this is the way I look at it, say, you know what, this is, this is God pulling the strings. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing, but at the end of the day, we know the ending. It's going to be a good ending. Um, but I, I, you, everything you're saying is true. I, I don't know how to explain it. The whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's logical. Yeah, it's crazy. you're right. 